Welcome to the Wellness Renegade podcast. We'll explore the crossroads of wellness entrepreneurs like you and me who are committing to making money while living healthier lives. People who are going against big pharma, insurance conglomerates, and the mainstream medical world. We'll be journeying into the challenges and breakthroughs it takes to own your own business, pave the path through the mainstream medical care, and truly become a wellness renegade. <laughs> Yay! It's a pretty sunny day in here, huh? Well, you know, it is not that sunny. <laughs> but uh, for those listening, uh, they don't see that you're wearing sunglasses. Oh, my sunglasses inside a trailer. Yes. Why, you say? Yes, why? Well, because uh, I got attacked by bees the other day. There's a little honey farm, essentially, behind us. And a, what, once every two weeks or so, Probably. they come out and they smoke out the bees and they collect the honey from the honeycombs and it really pisses them off. And I'm the one who suffers the consequences. The they most. Just, they just sting me. So I got stung right in the middle of the forehead uh, three on Tuesday and today is Friday. Mm. And the stinger got stuck. I had to get it out with tweezers um, and my full, whole forehead swelled up. And then the next morning, my eyes were almost swollen shut. So Wow. It's, it's not as bad. Like I can open them, but yeah, I just think my glasses look better. The listeners can't see, but it, it's. Oh yeah. I have really swollen puffy eyes. Yeah. But it's a, it's like at least 75% better than it was. Can you raise your eyebrow? Before. We, we call this uh country Botox. It's called cheap, cheap Botox. <laughs> <laughs> mm -hmm. So you had a great topic for today. What do you want to talk about? Uh Parenting. An entrepreneurship. The parentpreneur. Oh, that's a clever little. I haven't heard that one before. Did you just make that up? No, it actually is uh, a hashtag, I believe. Oh. There are a lot of parents that are entrepreneurs. Hashtag. Yeah. Parentpreneur. <laughs> <laughs> and so what, 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 uh, let's roll up our sleeves and dig in because it's something. I just something, literally rolled up my sleeves. That's funny. It's something we've been doing for a while now. Mm -hmm. And uh, yeah, I'm curious, what, what makes you want to talk about this? Well, uh, I think it's something that we don't talk about a lot. We talk about how much we enjoy our family and we talk about business, but not a lot about how the intersection happens functionally. Mm. And I'm sure there are others out there, especially with, and, and although we're starting to come back online and things are opening, um, especially through, through COVID and potentially more um, shutdowns coming if variants happen and, you know, we don't know the future, but um, I think that the intersection of parenting and business got a lot more poignant for people over the past year or so. Very true. Like when all like kindergarten going on. I just Zoom. like to say kindergarten online is bullshit. <laughs> That's but, not anything. But how do you really feel? I'll tell you later. Okay. So, so yeah, I, it's a fascinating topic because being an entrepreneur, especially when there's two entrepreneurs in the family and there's kids around, it's a different rhythm for sure. Uh, I remember being in work and the older kids being in childcare 
And that's a completely different rhythm where you drop them off on before care and they're there all day. And then you pick them up in aftercare and you've had your whole workday as, as an entrepreneur, the rhythms are just completely different. And so uh, I'm curious, do you like it? Do you like being an entrepreneur? I can't imagine you as a nine to fiver. Well, one, I do not take instruction well from others. So I just wasn't made to work for anyone but myself. Um, and I don't think that the type of parenting I enjoy would be conducive to that type of schedule. Um, I think that part of the reason that parenting is so fun for me mm. and it is such a enjoyable rhythm is that I'm not like, all right, you guys we have to be in the car in five minutes. We're going to be late to this or like we make our own schedule. Um, and there's an enormous amount of flexibility and, <clears throat> uh, you know, we have someone who comes to hang out with them for a few hours, a couple days a week. And it's those moments when I, I mean, there's, you can't see the layout, but we've got the tiny house and then there's a trailer, a little RV out back. That's where we are now. Um, so she's at the house with the kids playing outside and, and I, you know, I have to walk here. So it allows for so much more freedom. Um, and I don't think that that type of regimented schedule um, is normal or natural for kids. The flip of that though, is um, being able to turn off. And that's much easier for you than it is for me. Like, cause it's easy to think about work in the evening. It's easy about think about work on the weekends and, and you just have a really good uh, work time, play time, kid time uh, clock. Well, I think that is for a few different reasons. One, um, when it's all of us, mm -hmm. um, it's much easier for you to get distance and the kids play with me mm -hmm. because they're just, it's sort of the rhythm we've created. So they know that when you're upstairs, it's kind of your own personal time. And I don't think that were I to go upstairs, they would give me the same space and respect. <laughs> they would so, just follow you up there. And I, I just can't like, I, I think we can all attest to the fact that when you're trying to get work done with kids around, either on the computer or on the phone, that's when they start acting out. And that's when you get, that's, that's when just everything, the whole card castle crumbles they get upset you get upset because they're not being respectful and it it just is awful so i've i've learned through trial and error that i just don't get work done around the kids unless i'm doing something that i can involve them in won't you support me in not getting work done around the kids as well i i know that every time i go to pick up my phone it's already turned off <laughs> like you have a habit of anytime you see my phone I you, do. you just turn it off which is good it's a it's a healthy thing i do wish that in a tiny house uh besides the bathroom there we had a door. we had a door in a room <laughs> because we're literally the four of us are in uh 200 square feet but you have your nice, beautiful trailer. I, I do now. Yeah. It's This is relatively new that we have a trailer. Um, for a while, I was going to the neighbors because we didn't Front even porch. <laughs> we didn't even have wireless on the property. And so I couldn't gain access. 
And I was going to the neighbors and I was having to piggyback my phone onto Zoom calls because out here, unless you uh, really upgrade your service, the wireless isn't that great. So I'm so happy to have a trailer to work out of. Yeah. So two things about that. One is in the evening, um, you, either before or right after dinner, I, I walk out to where the wireless is plugged in over at Josh's work shed mm-hmm. and I just unplug it. Mm-hmm. So there's no more wireless. <laughs> it's true. Um, and two, I would argue that depending on the job that you have, you take a nine to five home with you as well. You're thinking about it. Like if you have the type of job, I have plenty of patients that I've worked with true. that have a go-to come home from, and it's still the most stressful, energetic drain. Um, and they think about it on the weekend. They dread going on Monday. Like it still consumes them. Well, this is a relatively new um environment for workers like before you you know cell phones aren't that old you just went home and the the, before the internet i remember when uh i used to present meditation in the workplace at a hospital and they just started having tokens that you could log on at home because they wanted to track the hours I think what happened is they found out people were logging on so much that they just stopped the program. And now there's no tracking for employees, how much they do at home. Um, When I have an employee uh, as a client, I find the average is 65 plus hours for someone working for someone else rather than a, than a straight 40. Now getting back to the kids, It's an interesting thing as an entrepreneur because I have to say being an entrepreneur in the country has been a different experience for me as being an entrepreneur and a parent in the city. Mm -hmm. I found in the city, there just seemed to be a lot of places to go. There was like sports practices and there was birthday parties to take the kids to and there and everything seemed a bit farther and longer where in the country, I don't know if it's the distance is any longer or shorter, but it just feels easier. Well, there's definitely a more relaxed attitude. That's for sure. Um, you know, it's kind of like you joke about um, Hawaii time or country time or, you know, there isn't that structure mm-hmm. necessarily. I would say that far more families here homeschool. Um, that I know of mm-hmm. than in the city. And, you know, in, in Portland, I would let the kids play outside, but in the front yard, it was a little sketchier because one, um, there was a lot of th- through traffic. Mm-hmm. So the car factor mm-hmm. and two, there was also um, a lot of theft Um, So it just didn't feel that safe. And here, I mean, last night, how long were they were outside for what, an hour? At least an hour. Just completely naked rolling in the dirt. (laughs) It's true. Like pretending to ride little toys. Dirt babies. Uh Yeah. And right now for the listeners, they're uh, two and four, about to be three and five. Yeah. 
It's an interesting thing. I, what what I do love about being an entrepreneur is it's really easy to take time off. So it's uh, e- really you never take time off because even when you take time off, you're working <laughs> on car trips. Like we'll take car trips, family trips, and what do you want to talk about? Ooh, can we talk about business together? Because <laughs> I we love, take hikes. Because I love business. We take hikes. Ooh, let's ask each other questions about business. I'm totally being called out in public, and, <laughs> and she's right. I love what I do, so I do talk about it a lot. Uh, and I also like to problem solve it. But what I'm saying is. It's easier to schedule. How less. often have I taken a Tuesday and taken the kids to the lake or on a hike mm-hmm. or, or like, to the park. yeah, or to the park. And it's like the middle of the week, but I'm like, oh, Tuesdays, I, I really can carve out that time easily, easily. Mm-hmm. So that's what I'm talking about. Yeah, it's true. And I would argue that when the two of us spend time together, Mm -hmm. just the two of us, Mm -hmm. you're more apt to talk or think about business. Mm -hmm. But when you're with the kids, Mm -hmm. they demand so much of your attention Mm -hmm. that you aren't able to. So they actually provide you with an outlet. I have to say, they also aren't interested at two and four in what I do. (laughs) They're not as good at pretending (laughs) to be interested. No, I mean, they they really like, uh, boy, we could throw rocks into the river for hours. Mm -hmm. So um, that's another thing about being an entrepreneur is it's a good reset um, to be outside, uh, as a parent, it's harder for me. And this isn't just because of the tiny house. It's harder for me to relax in parenting inside than it is outside. Like I love parenting on hikes. I love parenting, um, at the lake. I love parenting on outdoor adventures. And there's something about inside that I just don't always love it. Thank God you have me. <laughs> For all those non-lake, non-hike times. <laughs> and there's really, I think there's a big difference, probably it's a generalization, but between dads and moms, like you're great at getting the paints out and like setting up the projects. And I'm just like, well, let's do Legos. Legos is easy. We can put them together. We can take them apart. and. Some of your projects are very elaborate. And uh, uh, I I think I have nervousness that like the water for the paints is going to tip over or. That's why you just do it outside. Yeah. So another outside activity. So what other things come up for you when you think about being a parent and being an entrepreneur? Well, I find that there's an incredible amount of crossover in my business and my life. it feels like, you know, you've got those little um, graphs that show uh, correlation and causality. And I really do feel like my business has evolved. For those of you who don't know, my business changed drastically when Cooper was born because mm. I realized mm. that I didn't want to go to the like the drive to and from um, didn't work for me with him. Um, finding care for him didn't really work. Uh, and I wasn't willing to sacrifice the time. Um, and 
So I decided to shift up my model, go online, and then start doing group classes that I could take him to. Um, and so my business was essentially born at the same time as he was because I was finishing my website um, either right before he was born or when he was on the carrier in front of me. Uh, and it's evolved throughout the lifespan of both of them into, you know, family wellness, parenting, uh, and it's now expanding into, you know, keeping kids and parents healthy and functional. Mm -hmm. So when I'm with the kids, it feels sort of like market research, if you will. Um, <laughs> and then the way that I'm able to apply that to the work that I do feels really authentic because I'm not telling people to do things that I'm not already doing. Mm. So you're in an alignment on that. Yeah. I appreciate that. I also appreciate uh, watching you parent uh, has created such an ease that kids should be a included rather than pushed to the side. So one of the things I've noticed in Wellness Renegades, our, our online community, is that we recently had someone uh, give birth. And my old thought was like, well, we'll see you in, you know, 90 days or six months or whatever. And it shifted that to like, no, bring your baby, bring your baby to the business meetings we have. And that's worked out really well. Yeah. I used to do that with Cooper. I mean, um, he was born on a Wednesday early in the morning and uh and I joined the call from the hospital wireless that after, that later that day he was asleep on me mm -hmm. and I was on the, and I was on the the heart crew call oh yeah you were so that's an interesting world to think of of as an entrepreneur what if uh babies and even small kids were included um but they were able to be there in a way that weren't ultra distracting for everyone else because it does come in age when they become more of a distraction mm -hmm. more engaged and and that's what i'm saying like my business has shifted in in many ways of like i have done family workouts where i do workouts with the kids and they're at an age now where they can engage and i film them and can disseminate that to others who want to do movement i'm really looking forward to our space being done because um, I'm going to start indoor classes because in the winter here, you can't play on the playgrounds because they're covered in snow. Like, it's just not an option. I remember the first time the kids were like, let's go to the playground. It'll be fun. I'm like, you guys, the snow. And they, didn't, like two they didn't quite understand it. And they got there and like, we can't play. <laughs> like, yeah. So some indoor classes. Um, but I think that there's this idea that kids need to be, um, just shuttled to the side and, and not included, or they're going to be. And for me, I have used it as a positive of like, you know, finding my audience. And I think that the, the families and the women that I do the best work with are the ones who would like to find an alternate solution or an alternate lifestyle to the kind of, for lack of a better word, drudgery that 
we've become to think of as normal. Yeah, that's a great conversation because as wellness renegades, we're we're really talking about creating your, your life on your own terms. And to do that, you have to go against the grain. You have to start to think what natural rhythms does my own business have? What natural rhythm do my kids have? What natural rhythms do my family have? And uh, one of the things that I've learned over the years is uh, in the beginning, I didn't really want to be that visible and I started doing more video. And so pulling the kids, especially the older kids into videos when they were younger um, was a process. Um, in the beginning, there was like a hundred takes and I wanted them to be they a cry. certain way. And, <laughs> and it was bad. It was bad. And after time, I was like, oh, I can just roll with this in a way that it can be fun or it's not the right time to do it. But there's something about adding the family dynamic and the kids in video that was incredibly um, helpful, both in me doing something with them that I was enjoying and two, creating a avenue that I wasn't seeing a lot of. Because if you get on LinkedIn or if you see someone's videos, very rarely are there kids in the video. And so it allowed me to, to uh, finesse some of our brand, which is we really are being a wellness renegade means family and family can look like a lot of different things, but often it looks like um, kids are involved. Well, I think it also brings authenticity because to create visuals and video and content that excludes that that excludes the kids feels like partitioning your life because on any given day, like Jason will start around eight and have a couple of calls and then come back in and re-engage and then come back out. And then maybe I'll go out and do a little work and he'll be with them. So there's very much this fluidity mm. to the way that we create business and family. So leaving them out feels um, a bit like when you go on to someone's Facebook page or Instagram page and it's just like this cultured crap of like, my life's so perfect all the time. I'm shitting rainbows. Um, and that's not true. It's just not true. <laughs> look at my meal and look at my new bathing suit and look <laughs> at my new whatever. Yeah, there's a lot of um, hmm, false narratives. There's a lot of inauthenticity online. And I would say, back to the parenting thing, I, I run into a lot of issues with moms who... Um, they just don't feel like they have the space or the time to be able to parent the way that they want to. Like the way that this system is for them isn't working, but they don't feel like there's a way out. Right. And for many of them, I've sat down to do the math and they will talk about, you know, like they have a little Etsy shop or there's something that they love to do or there's something that's calling them, but they have this nine to five job mm -hmm. And that's where they're getting their health care. And then they're paying out of pocket for child care. And when you do the math, it's almost a wash right. of their paycheck going to pay for the child care. And so they're only sticking with it for the health care. And I would say just get creative because there's always a solution. Um, you know, there is. I also think that one of the solutions is, uh, 
not crowdfunding, but collaborations with your community. Uh, the homeschool has uh, really done a great job in this of, of shared resources and really, you know, I often say together is better and together is better is absolutely true when it comes to parenting, really allowing um, safe people in your community to help with your kids, um, to really take other people's kids so that uh, other... Don't steal them. <laughs> so that other parents have a break. Uh, and really, I want to give a big shout out to the single parent entrepreneurs because that's a that's a hard avenue to own your own business and being a single parent at the same time. I was there for a couple of years and that was probably the hardest part of my life was trying to uh, navigate all of that. And although I did have, uh, I did some teaching, um, so I had a paycheck coming in as well. Um, balancing all of it uh, on your own, uh, a big shout out to you guys out there that are doing it. Yeah. I mean, whether you're going to and from a job or you are an entrepreneur and you're creating your own path and content at the end of a workday, there's just a certain amount of exhaustion that is inevitable, no matter how creative you get with your schedule. And, um, and so I can attest that when Jason comes home from a day of clients and writing and connecting, um, there's just a period of, you know, quiet needed to reset. You don't, you can't go from one to the other. Um, and I think that's why so many people get snappy or, Mm. um, have difficulty or feel that parenting isn't fun or their kids have spent all day without them. Mm. So the minute they see them, Mm. all they want to do is connect. Parents just want a little bit of quiet. And so there becomes this like acting out to get attention. Um, there's so many dynamics involved, but uh, if there's a way to sort of play tag, because I know that um, for some people, stay-at-home moms, when dad gets home or when your partner gets home, when the other individual in the home gets home, there's this desire to like switch off. I've been on all day, mm-hmm. now it's your turn, but mm-hmm. if we can appreciate that everyone's been on all day, mm-hmm. um, and if we could look at parenting as like not having to be on, I mean, last night you were very clear that you just wanted some quiet in the house and the kids, they didn't really want to go outside, <laughs> but um, as soon as they got outside, they were engaged and enjoyed themselves and um, we got to be inside. And so I think that giving, giving kids a little bit more autonomy at a younger age is okay. Mm. We have created this, um, idea in our culture that kids need to be watched all the time and they need to be enriched and like that they should be playing the violin at nine months and well i find that there's two pathways that parents do and that are not effective one is screens like uh, just give a kid a screen and yes they'll be quiet and they won't bother you but they're also destroying their brain if they have too much screens. So, and we, we do like the air quality here was really poor the past three days. And on the worst day we did projects 
until I was like, we don't have any more projects to do. And and we're in a tiny space. So I have old VHSs and we watched Mary Pop, like the original Mary Poppins. Yeah. And, you know, once every two weeks, they might get an No, I think our kids are way below the Disney national movie. average but of what screen usage. So Screens so can be fun. Screens can be fun if they're limited. So that's one. And then the other is over activities of like scheduling the, the kids have to be scheduled from activity to activity to activity and there's this middle way that i don't think we talk about enough which is a two and a four-year-old or whatever age your kids maybe they're 16 and 18 um can independently get creative and create something if they don't have access to the screens and if there isn't a start time and an end time, but they just get to explore. And what I'm loving about the evenings, because this is starting to happen on a regular basis, is I do like a little quiet in the evening. And the kids seem, it seems to be around 6.30, 7 to 8 o'clock. They just go outside and they play. Yeah, and I can remember being a child and using my imagination and creating all sorts of games and playing with my friends next door and exploring. And I don't think that kids are allowed the freedom to do that as much as they used to be. And so one thing that I find that uh, the older kids complain about a lot is they're bored. Mm. And I think boredom in some ways happens because kids haven't been allowed to explore their own creativity. Like they've been so scheduled or they've always been given an activity that when left to their own devices, they're just lazy. Yeah. It's really interesting because Jack's 13. Now he's not bored when he's building things and Sierra's 17 and she's not bored when she's baking. Mm -hmm. So they have creative outlets, but I think they forget sometimes to use them. And it's really interesting because as we're having this conversation, I'm also realizing there is a parallel between thinking about your kids as an entrepreneur in freedom and thinking of them as a nine to fiver and having a set schedule of what's needed when and kind of what's due. Uh, very excited that Cooper may be starting a couple days a week in Montessori. And you told me the teacher has them come for three hours, but there's no set start time. Yeah. So I really want Coop to be uh, around other kids, his own age, because he loves it um, without me being the person. Cause he's with me 95% of the time. And I think it's healthy for kids to have, various outlets and and so there's this Montessori school here and and uh, she does the minimum requirement is two half days a week which is six hours a week so um, in October or September he's gonna start and uh, <clears throat> it's not like okay nine to twelve or eight to eleven it's whenever you get there and you can get there anytime from eight to whenever, <laughs> uh, then your three hours start from there. And so it's really, I think, authentically following the principles of Montessori. Um, and I appreciate that because every day is different, right? So although we're doing a pretty good job 
by no means do we have this all figured out. So if you've listened to this podcast and you are a parent and an entrepreneur, we'd love to know your tips, your tricks, what's working for you and, and where the biggest challenges are. And so reach out to us, let us know. And send pictures. Uh, and yeah, we'd love to see pictures of your family. So um, anything else you want to say? Beware the bees. <laughs> Beware <laughs> of the bees. Like, subscribe, comment. We appreciate you. Wellness Renegades, where you can start living your life on your own terms. Peace.